our group is making local changes in our global community. Welcome to the ShakeOut Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Van Buskirk. In July, Zara Nafar of Ottawa started an online group called Running Women Global Community as an inclusive space for women runners to connect during COVID-19. A couple of months later, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, the group decided to launch their first virtual run in honor of the trailblazing Supreme Court Justice. In this episode, I speak with Zara about the evolution of this online community, the impact of the notorious RBG, and about using running for mental health during the pandemic. My name is Zara Nafar. I am a registered psychotherapist in Ottawa. I run a private practice here in downtown Ottawa, and I have been running for over 15 years. I started running um, because um, I have suffered from anxiety all my life, and over 15 years ago, I was the mother to a young child, and uh, you know things had become quite overwhelming. I was also a student, and there was a day that um, I uh, I was so overwhelmed. I called my friend and I said, uh, "I need you to come and take care of my child, and uh, you know I just need to go for a walk." So I remember put on my walking shoes then, and when my friend arrived, I just went for a walk, started walking faster and faster and it just became a jog and uh, a run and I remember feeling I hadn't actually ran before as an exercise I remember feeling like oh my god I'm feeling this uh, joy and happiness in me that you know because of all the stress and all the anxiety and probably depressive symptoms back then I I hadn't felt in a very long time and that was the beginning of uh, running uh, for me and, you know, the love story that has been uh, between going on between me and running. And so how have things been for you during the pandemic? Have you been continuing to run? How have you been balancing everything during these last several strange and unprecedented months? I, I have kept running in my life uh, ever since, you know, it has gone um, high and low and up and down, but I've kept it uh, you know, as part of my life. Uh, during COVID, you know, as a mental health professional, I have seen the effect on people, the effect of, you know, COVID on people. And I have been very mindful of that uh, for myself because, you know, self-care is something that's better demonstrated uh, when you practice it. So I still go for runs and uh, there are weeks that uh, I go for three runs and there are weeks like this, you know, past week that I've gone every single day just because it has been helpful and um, I am a huge advocate of using exercise and if people can do running for bettering their mental health, it's been great for me. Uh, the, the only thing that I, that's been kind of uh, saddening for me has been not being able to uh, participate in the, in, in the races that I usually do. I have, you know, the races that are very close to my heart, such as the Ottawa, you know, race weekend. We haven't been able to do that. The Army Run. So that's the part that I kind of miss, you know, just being with uh, other runners in races and getting energy from them. But otherwise, I have kept running in my schedule every almost every day during the pandemic. Yeah, I think so many people can relate to that. You know, it's been running's been such an outlet for all of us just to be able to get outside when there's really not much else that we can do. 
But of course, as runners, most of us are drawn to the sport for that sense of community. And I know that, you know, we're all missing that so much lately. And on that note, back in July, you started an online group called Running Women Global Community. Tell us about that group and your inspiration for starting it. So the uh, Running Women Global Community is a running community for all women. So cis women, trans women, non-binary women. So I was part of this uh, other group, and some of us were part of that group as well. And um, I'm not going to name it because I don't think it's fair to do that, but I'll just say that we felt that it was not uh, feeling inclusive. It was not feeling diverse, and it was not feeling healthy. And that kind of defeated the purpose of being part of a running uh, group. It, it was a quite quite a big group, but still we, uh, some of us were not happy with the way that uh, inclusivity was not kept in mind. And I, I started this um, group because I wanted to have a group where everybody has a sense of belonging, regardless of their age, sexual orientation, race, color, nationality, or physical ability, where every woman, everybody who uh, represents themselves as a woman would feel welcomed, no hate speech will be tolerated, no um, discrimination would be tolerated. And I just started it and invited people to join. And I have um, six other amazing women that I invited to become as you know part of the admin group. Uh, they come from all over the world. And we started um, just telling people about our group. Within a matter of days, we had over a thousand people join us. And it has been just amazing to see people and it, it to, to see people and how they react to this inclusivity. It is heartwarming. And it and these women come from all over the world. They're making changes within their community and they come and tell us that they have been inspired by this group. And just for clarity's sake, this is a Facebook group, is that right? That is correct. So it if you um, just type in Running Women Global Community. Uh, we are on Facebook. When you go on our page, you have to answer some questions uh, to be able to join our group. It just asks you, or do you agree to be part of an inclusive and kind environment and also uh, to refrain from any hate speech or anything that would kind of dampen the um, the spirit, uh, the inclusive spirit of this group. And once you say, yes, I agree to the terms, we welcome you to our group with open arms. And all of our events are listed there as well. Yeah. So I was curious about how you maintain the mission of this group, because, you know, sadly, I think as many of us have seen, the internet can be a place for, you know, the opposite of what it sounds like your group stands for. And I understand that members have to agree to certain terms, but with over a thousand members on your Facebook group, I would also imagine that it's difficult to sort of police that. How do you ensure that your mission and ideals will be maintained? So since then, actually, we are now closer to 2000. We are, we are a lot larger. But um, so we do have, uh, we have seven main admins. Uh, I'm one of those seven people. And uh, we also depend on our group to sort of self-regulate. So just to give you an example, after the election, the the US election, we had a lot of people who were celebrating getting the results that our friends um, south of the border got. And we had some people who were uh, disappointed with the fact that, you know, political talks were 
being brought into a running group. And um, so the admin group uh, and I, we chatted and I made, I, I created an announcement there just saying that there, uh, we always support diversity. We always support democracy and free speech. And I asked everybody to just uh, stand behind our groups from the uh, our, our group members from the United States uh, in a kind and supportive way, and the, you know celebrate the fact that they feel like they are going to be that much closer to inclusivity in their country. And um, again, I have always been impressed and amazed with our group members how everybody came together. Um, and at the end of the day, this is a group for women who are interested in running. Uh, so everybody came together again, and uh, we, we didn't have any issues. As with any other group, there are times that people have difference of, differences of opinions, and we have been able to resolve those uh, situations. We, um, My main goal is for this group to always be ran with compassion and kindness, as opposed to um, you know, uh, with an iron fist, um, we are, I respect every single woman in this group, and I am humbled and honored to be part of this group. I'd love for you to give us an example of some of the stories or connections that you've seen as part of this this group, because the way you describe it, connections are being formed all across the world. So what are some of the examples of this, uh, the things that you've witnessed or experienced as part of this group? There have been so many, and um, every day, when we go and then I go and uh, read posts, I'm, I'm impressed every day. But just to give you a, an example, the lady who started that uh, movement, Wall of uh, Moms, uh, in the U.S., when the, the Black Lives Matter movement was happening, um, and I know it is still happening, but when it was very heightened with, uh, you know, some police brutality and so on, and there was a woman who started that Wall of Moms. She's actually one of our group members, and she I have that post, and it just brought me to tears. She said that she the group inspired her so much that she thought that she needs to do something in her community and contacted some moms in her city, and they they formed this wall of moms to protect Black Lives Matter uh, uh, protests. So that was that uh, that is something that is so um, inspiring to me. We also have we have some uh, differently abled um, runners with us as well in this group, and we have a transgender runner who has felt safe in this group, and uh, she has she has talked about how she feels a sense of belonging, and now she's she's going to um, she's moving towards competing um, professionally as a professional runner, uh, disabled queer runner. And she feels safe sharing that experience with us, which is amazing to us. And I know that one of the major initiatives of this group is the RBG Run. Tell us about this and and why it's important to you to commemorate Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, so the notorious RBG. Um, yeah, all of us. Well, a lot of us had talked about how what an amazing woman she was, and um, so many things that symbolizes. Uh, strength in running groups, in women's uh, running groups, she symbolized those things. She, uh, when she passed away, um, we decided that this was an appropriate time for us to have our first um, annual um, virtual run. Just this would be something that would help us all come together, if you will, in a virtual way, 
and share a common uh, interest. So um, we wanted to dedicate this run to her because she had broken so many barriers for us as women. She also exercised right to her last days. Uh, she used to lift weight and do cardio. So that was that was so um, empowering for us. Um, as a result, we decided to have the this virtual run, which um, they asked people to just tip pick any day they, uh, they can complete the run until December 31st. And uh, we also wanted to bring change to our local communities as a result of this change. So this run, there is no registration fee, no t-shirts, no medals. Um, it's just a sense of community. And we ask that whoever wants to participate, when they complete their run, they donate $5 to their local women's shelter, wherever they are whatever shelter they choose to do that. And um, we have had so many people um, do this and they, you know, they write to us or they post that, yes, I completed my run. And as a result, we feel that our group is making local changes in our global community. Yeah, you know, I'm really struck by how this sounds like the epitome of grassroots. I mean, many races have long donated a good portion of their proceeds to various charities, but it's often a specific charity that is selected by the race. And there's, you know, a range of good reasons for that. But the fact that your group has formed online, and I understand you have some admin, but you're pretty loosely structured. And you're encouraging folks to, like you said, make those local changes through this global community by way of contributions to their local shelters. One of our uh, regulations is to stay away from advertising and sort of monetizing this experience, this beautiful experience of running and sharing that with uh, our group members. Since uh, we have started uh, this group, I have been approached by a couple of uh, companies that they just wanted to peek in and say hi and see if uh, and provide discounts, which was advertising. And we are very strongly against this just because we want to keep it, we do want to keep it holistic. We want to keep it about running and we want to refrain from you know our members feeling like every time they come in uh, they're dealing with uh, you know marketing uh, individuals we also wanted to keep in consideration that not everybody who runs can spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars you know participating in races you know, I I, uh, I ran for many years I was a single mom uh, you know toward during the years of my uh, running and I just it was you know I, I only had money for one race a year uh, the Ottawa race weekend but it was running was obviously so easy to fit into my budget because I didn't need any equipment all I needed was a pair of running shoes and it was just me and the road and the road has always been welcoming and has always welcomed me back day after day, always happy to see me, if you will. Uh, but I never had to think about, okay, how much is it going to cost me on a month to to go in and do this um, exercise? And I just wanted to keep it that way as well. Yeah, I totally get it. I think all of us can use a break from the advertising in our lives, given that we're sort of inundated with that on on a pretty regular basis. So Again, as a virtual race, or I guess a virtual run, this is a non-competitive endeavor. Is that right? That is correct. People can walk, jog, run, um, use their wheelchair. If they can't, just use a scooter, whatever it is that they feel more comfortable with. And 
uh, is okay, you know, within their um, health limits. And are there set distances that you're encouraging runners to do? Uh, we said 5Ks. Um, yes. So because we wanted to keep it small, uh, just so that it's achievable by beginners. Um, and, you know, if you're an elite runner, it's just a walk in the park for you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So by way of results, you know, a lot of virtual events require that you post your time and your route um, often through like a third party site. Do you have that set up or is everything just being done through your Facebook group? Uh, So some people have decided to post their results, like how long it took them to run and how many calories they're burnt and so on. And some people just come in and they just post and say, hey, I just did my RBG run and you know we, we like their posts and we encourage them you know some people have been wearing the the collar the white collar and uh, yeah now people just come and check in uh, we didn't want to make it mandatory for people you have to post your time and so on but if people wish to do that uh, they have done that we have had so many people just checking in and uh, posting pictures and such Well, and it sounds like that furthers your goal of inclusivity, because of course, not everyone can afford a GPS watch or a subscription to a run tracking site that I think a lot of other virtual races require. And again, as you mentioned, part of that inclusivity is about easy and affordable access to running, but also doing so in a non-judgmental way when it comes to their political affiliations as well. It is. And uh, the other thing we had to keep in mind was the fact that some people may not, they don't want to check in certain places or talk about, you know, where they were running. So we just wanted to make uh, people, uh, our group members feel like this is not about politics. This is not about governments. This is just about women, supporting women and running and helping, um, you know, women's shelters. So helping other women in the community. Um, just improve their lives. So it seems a bit ironic to me that you're, you know, very steadfast in not wanting this to be a site for politics and for political opinions and things like that. But you're basing this run on a US Supreme Court justice. And I understand that her role, you know, was to be as nonpartisan as possible. But you are commemorating through this run, an incredibly strong and progressive woman who broke down barriers in politics and in other ways for women across her country and around the world. Can you tell me about what Ruth Bader Ginsburg's legacy means to you? She means uh, so many different things to me. Her struggle to create true equality uh, for women or to strive to do that, um, that that has been the most inspiring thing for me. As a woman of color myself, I'm, I'm a BIPOC woman. You know, it, that's that's been so important to me on so many levels. I don't necessarily think that, uh, you know, this should not be a political stand. It One could decide that this is a political stand for them. We just didn't want politics to be impeding anybody from participating in this. What we wanted to see was a run that was about a woman who has fought for other women to have an equal status in our society, regardless of who they are, regardless of what they do. RBG, she did not, when she talked about equality, she didn't talk about just equality, uh, you know, for a particular um, political group. You know, I one of her quotes uh, I can recite it correctly. She, she said this, the state controlling a woman would mean denying her full autonomy and full equality. 
and she doesn't state you know what what government you know what is the party that's doing that and uh, that's that's what we wanted to advocate for uh, equality of women status of women independency of women and women feeling that you know they could they could be seen with Kamala Harris uh, you know it could happen and other countries have done it uh, you know in, in Canada we have a longer history maybe of women um, breaking certain barriers but it is about politics and it's not it's about politics because uh, governments need to understand that women are uh, half of this uh, you know society and they need to respect our rights it's not political because you can be in Canada you can be a conservative you can be a liberal and in the US you know the same way um, and you can still choose to do this run because you are a woman and you feel that as a woman you should be respected valued and RBG and her impact are obviously very meaningful and you know powerful inspirations for this first virtual run. Do you and your group have any plans for any future events or any other virtual runs? We're talking among uh, our admins and we know that there is a covid, you know, and pandemic fatigue right now. So we want we want people to just take their time and complete this run. We are talking about various events that we could have. Uh, we are thinking about uh, you know a live event maybe and you know people maybe we can run together but you know virtually kind of thing we believe in consultation within this group so we will be consulting the group to see what kind of events would they would uh, intrigue them and they would be happy and willing to participate in we are thinking about something for springtime hopefully maybe by then we don't know you know hopefully maybe uh, the whole covid situation will be a little bit um, positively changed and maybe we would be looking at a vaccine or something maybe we can celebrate um spring uh, but we are going to have a consultation uh, among the group to see what um what interests our group members just before we let you go given that you work as a mental health professional I'm wondering if you can leave our listeners with any advice about how we can all incorporate movement into how we navigate COVID as we move forward into these, you know, darker and perhaps more lonely months ahead. Mm-hmm. So again, physical exercise is very important. Something that I recommend to my patients is um, it's important for us to feel in, in order for our brain uh, to feel that we are not in a state of despair every day to create routines. So routines that include um, something joyful, um, something that they may have to do, we all have to work, and it definitely should include some sort of physical exercise, whatever is safe for you to do. And also ensuring that they check in with themselves every day, asking themselves, am I okay? Is there anything I need? And reach out to your helpers, to your physicians, to your mental health professionals. Reach out to our community um, for support. If you are someone who wants to run and you just need that little uh, motivation, we have members who come to us and they're like, I, have, I haven't been able to run. And we are all there for them and cheer them on. And it all, all it takes is one step at a time, one step in front of the other. And um, that's, that's as long as you're moving that'll be helpful to your mental health. That's very sage advice. 
Zara, thank you so much for speaking with us today, and we wish you the very best of luck moving forward with your Running Women Global community and with your own running endeavors. Thank you again. It has been my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. You can learn more about the Notorious RBG Virtual Run and the Running Women Global Community by visiting them on Facebook or following the link in the write-up to this episode at runningmagazine.ca. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Shakeout Podcast. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying what you hear, please consider leaving us a review. In the meantime, we hope everyone stays safe and healthy, keep running strong out there, and we'll chat again soon.